What's up, freaks? You're not freaks. You're wonderful people. Um, I have been on the road for a little bit. I've been working quite a bit. Super grateful for that. Not a complaint at all. But I have not been able to um, really touch on the podcast. I was I was gone um, out of New York for a bit, and and then came back, and you know wanted to connect with with loved ones, and and just kind of get my feet under me again. Um, and I also wanted to come back, so to speak. I think it's been six weeks, six weeks or so since my last episode. So I wanted to come back with something that um, was important to me. And an opportunity came up um, to a, a few months back where I was asked to help produce a, a podcast um, with my friends from Wolico, Way of Life Athletic Company. Life Athletic Company. Jesus, my mouth is terrible right now. Um, and they, they had met this, this guy, Joe Fourier. Uh, Joe's a former uh, tight end in the NFL. He played with the Lions. Um, he was with the Cardinals, the Patriots, and and um, played at Notre Dame and USC before that. Um, and so they wanted to launch this podcast with Joe. And, and the mission behind the podcast was for Joe to, to quote-unquote figure it out. The podcast is actually called Figure It Out with Joe Fourier. Um, and I was, you know, very blessed and lucky to have have had the opportunity to go and, and produce that with uh with terry white and nick diodato and and um all that you know crew and, and everything so joe and i have really gotten to know each other over the last few months of just you know kind of working together and connecting and it's you know it's interesting because he's he's sort of documenting the the mission behind his podcast is he's documenting how he's sort of um, being a retired athlete, going through the next steps of life, and and for me, it's it's really interesting to sort of um, watch that and be a part of that journey, and I mean, literally play a role in that journey for his. It's it's unbelievably cool to get to play a role in somebody else's life in in whatever capacity. And <clears throat> excuse me, um, I'm super grateful to get to to do it uh, in his life. So you know, we've had a lot of fun. Definitely check out his podcast. It's in iTunes. It's on Google. Uh, it's on stage. It's on wherever you find your podcast. It's called Figure It Out with Big Joe Fourier. It's powered by Woolico. Um, super awesome people, uh, and and I, I'm really excited for for what that's going to become. And I wanted to bring Joe on here because um, you know I relate a lot to Joe. Joe is a guy who's lived you know the dream, so to speak. And and from the outside looking in, it's easy to feel like oh this guy's got the life, but you know he's trying to figure shit out, and and he's not really sure where he's going and, and what he's going to do. So he was kind enough to come in and, and sit down and we talked for a little bit. And um, yeah, I'm going to stop talking now and, and let Joe do the talking. So without any further ado, please welcome Big Joe Fourier. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. podcast differently how so i'm gonna we're already going by the way oh we're already going mm. <laughs> oh cool <laughs> you used to trick me so uh i'm approaching differently last time i feel like i was just over prepared not over prepared but like over structured almost mm-hmm. like i was like oh after this question i'm gonna ask this question mm. so i didn't listen to any of the answers i was always looking at my notebook while i was asking the questions because i don't think you were there for the first two um i was there for the one you do with terry yeah. Not for Nate. Not for Nate or Lefko, no. Uh, and I've, I didn't, and when I was listening to it, I'm like, Joe, you could have asked this. You could have used this and gone there. 
So now, which is good. So I listened to those, and now I'm going to approach this because this is someone I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. We've had a couple lunches before. I'm just going to ask the same fucking question. That's how you learn, man. Yeah. That's like the best part about it. It's fucking, dude, it's a game film. Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, fuck, I could have took that angle or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like in the moment you're reacting, like, this is still so new to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It is. So it's like, you know, it's interesting. Like, I grew up listening to my dad on the radio. So I, really? Like, yeah, my dad was news radio. So, like, what about? He was in Minneapolis for like 20 years. Actually, now he's here. Okay. Um, he had a talk show for. 10 years that did super super well that's so cool dude it was does he have the voice for it too like dude he's got the voice and the face for the radio (laughs) um well we always told them what's our saying (laughs) (laughs) what's the thing good uh good Good men men. don't come from great men. yeah right (laughs) our great men don't come from so i'm I'm assuming you got your good looks from your mom uh absolutely (laughs) which my high school friends reminded me about every day oh is that right mom looked nice brutal brutal. (laughs) do you ever get any fights um, not really. My brother probably did. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was, my, my mom was two things. She was like, this is weird to say about your own fucking mom. She no, was, real, she recognize was, real. It's okay. She was the hot mom and yeah. she was like the scary, mean mom. Oh. Yeah. Like, like my mom, like my brother got arrested when we were in yeah. high school and he asked the cop to keep him in the cell when my mom showed up. <laughs> and the cop was like, <laughs> cop was like, are you okay? Like, yeah. <laughs> are you safe? Like, is there something we didn't need to yeah, know? Yeah, do we have to like restrain her? Yeah. Um, yeah, no. So that was my mom. And yeah. it was funny because I had like one of my best high school friends over here not too long ago. Or over the weekend. He was like, dude, I'm still afraid of your mom. And my mom's like a lovely, like, don't get me wrong. My mom's like my fucking biggest fan. Lovely yeah. person. Love her to death. Would do anything for her. Um, but yeah, it was just, it's always funny like. I don't know. Do you have this thing now where you're starting to like change your relationship with your mom, with your just family in general? Well, that's a loaded question. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> that's a loaded years. question. But like, it, you know, all hard, difficult shit aside. Yeah. I think as we get older, you start to go from like son to friend, to friend yeah, to in some ways like mentor. Almost no, almost you. There, you shouldn't, but yeah, because you're mentoring them in this new world where they're they're a generation behind. Mm-hmm. So you almost, in a weird way, you shouldn't, but in this, in my experience with my mom, you almost become the parent. Mm. And I, there's a fine line. It seems like you haven't crossed that because your mom has got it together. Mine, not so much. So you almost become the parent. When I was in playing the league, a lot of, a lot of my checks went to my mom. Mm. Like I, I, I uh, had my financial advisor put it all together after I was done playing. There was one. There was a grand total, probably like 70, 70 grand. All went to my mom. Only a couple of years. So I mean, became I became the parent, and that was a really toxic to our relationship. Say, what is that? What is that like? It. You know what? It only resolved itself, and only found a remedy this past week when she came by no for shit. the last podcast. Yeah, she visited New York for the first time. That was a big deal. Um, it was eye opening for her, but you know. In the first twelve hours, we didn't really talk that much because, like, I had to get so much off my chest, and my girlfriend was around, and I wanted to talk to her, but like, I knew she's sensitive, so I didn't know how to approach it. When I finally approached it, we had a good talk. It was good. A lot was said. A lot of you know, a lot of my own stuff that I needed to say selfishly, like, so I could feel better about our relationship. I know we're getting really into it right now. Fucking go! We don't (laughs) have a ton of time. We got a whole other podcast. Yeah, right. We got a podcast to do this, but yeah, that's that's the relationship we had. I asked. I asked. uh, I digress. I asked that earlier about uh, if you fought anybody because when I was growing up, I had no dad. My grandfather, one thing he told me, he always said, don't fight. You're too big to fight because you'll actually hurt someone. (laughs) But he did say that 
because he grew up, his mom had her him when she was like 14 or 15 in 1942 in New Orleans. And he had a hot mom too. So he'd always, she'd always get cat called when she picked him up from school and stuff. But he said that growing up, he'd always have to defend her. Mm. So he's always said, if you have to fight, fight to defend your mother. <laughs> so that was a pretty cool. You know, it's interesting. Meal. I think especially as guys, and you and I are both like bigger guys too. Uh, we rely so much on the women in our life, you know, like when I was a kid, you know, with, it was just my mom, my brother and me for the most part, you know? And so my brother and I would be like 10, I would be six and we have like, we're at like a truck stop and mm. I have these huge dudes cat calling my mom and like, what the fuck am I going right. to stop? You know mm. what I mean? And it was, you know, my mom's a tough, tough woman. It seems like she can handle her. She can, she can, but it was like, you know, you get, even now I'm like super defensive in, in, in a way too, where it's like, I'm, I'm a little different now than how I was like you said like you develop as a person and then you kind of guide your family through you know your world and and because right now this is your world in the when we're 20s and 30s this is our world now I'm also the first person in my family not to like go after the like the big like let's climb the ladder job like that's never appealed to me and I've never wanted it this is the kind of shit I want to do you know like I want to be podcasting with creative friends yeah I want to you know and and how fucking lucky am I that I get to do this now every single day of my life and yeah. I hope it lasts forever yeah. but it's like I had a real moment actually in yoga yesterday where I was like man Were you dude, in Shavasana in Shavasana dude mm-hmm. I swear to god sometimes a really good Shavasana is like the best mushroom trip it's, you've ever had right yeah. I've had one of those a couple of those before where it's like oh my god wait and I, kind of, I kind of mm-hmm. feel a little bit like emotional mm-hmm. and you get a little tear maybe. I don't know. You just other feel it. Other people are crying. Yeah, other, yeah. Everyone's crying in, this, in, the, in the yoga class. Um, in, 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 you know, uh, the Western world too, that's not uncommon. That's the whole purpose of yoga mm-hmm. and meditation is to get to that place. You know, so when, when we get there, it's like, you know, as guys too in, in the States, it's like, no, 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 bottle it up, bottle it up. Yeah. You know, but to experience it. It was weird, man, and and I had this moment of just like, if I can, being living in what I get to live in for even a minute, is special. It's it's more than I could ever. I've I definitely haven't earned it. Mm. You know, I've why do you say that? For, well, I I mean I've earned it in that I've worked hard for it, but like, you know, there, there's moments where at least for me where it's like if if this if life is a marathon, Joe, I guys like you and me. In spite of like how we grew up, whatever we started mile twenty two, you know, yeah. like yeah. there's no fucking reason you didn't go through. You know, it's not like it's not like it would be dope if it were like this, but it's not like we're starting out like a new game of The Sims and it's like, all right, what color hair do I want to have? Right, I'm gonna be six eight, throw two hundred pounds on me. I'm yeah. going to the NFL. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's not how that shit works. It's de- definitely definitely a little bit of a almost a head start mile twenty two. I like that. Mm-hmm. It's. But it's also there. <laughs> I'll Spider-Man quote you. It comes there comes responsibility. Mm-hmm. There's a point of responsibility where like I had to carry. We had to carry ourselves a certain way. Like I'll never forget. My grandmother always taught me like Yo, you are a large human. Like you, you know, there are kids making fun of you because they think you should. You got held back two grades, but you didn't. You're gonna wanna. You're gonna get angry. You're gonna be on the field, but carry yourself a certain way that you, there's you're seen in a certain light. So she said, smile. Mm-hmm. So as a young age. If I got mad, because I, I was that kid that had a short fuse. Sports, comp- anything competitive, short fuse. I was that kid. I still am. <laughs> but I still walk around 
big guy smile because if you don't, you're that big guy that's walking around not smiling and not appreciative and you know, I mean, I'm walking around with you got the envy. biggest smile. Yeah, I mean, no, but also like people look at us and they're like, oh shit, like I'm, you get this every day. How tall are you? How yeah. tall are you? How tall are you? It's and it's almost a slight. You know, I get annoyed. We get annoyed by you know getting that asked every single day. There's a little bro- bit of ego that I'm like a little bit six five. Well, yeah, right. It's like, but at the same time, it's it. There's you you flip it around. You look at it from a different lens. I get mad at it sometimes, but then I'm also like, wait, hold on. Just smile because they're in awe, almost in envy of what you have. So I'm like, why not just don't be a dick and be like, oh, fucking leave me alone. Don't ask me. Now I'm just like, just I'm more often than not, unless I'm actually having a really bad day. I try to say, oh, I'm six eight, and I just smile and that's it. Mm. And then I get better responses out of that. Let me ask then. So your your sort of journey to the NFL. How much? How big was your? I mean, obviously, like everyone's competitive. Like, like at that level, everyone's competitive. Everyone's working their ass off. Everyone, you know, you, you get to a level where everyone's very, very good. Hmm. How much that sort of attitude of like playing nice, like smiling, that kind of shit. How much does that come into play in that? Different. It's, it's night and day. It's, really? See, I that was my. Okay, so this this was a, it's a great, really great question. It's the balance of the two, and that's what I've struggled with after football. I will get to that after I explain the beginning, which is. Me smiling all the time, even though I'm being asked annoying questions or I'm being hounded about, any, I don't know, something. I'm smiling. I'm hiding it. I had a single mom who battled addiction. Um, you know, all of this BS along the way, many variables, but I smiled. I hid it. I was an only child. I hid what was going on. When I stepped in between the lines, the gridiron, a whole different person. When did you start playing? Started playing i picked up a football when i was like foot five flag football five years old ran the wrong way uh, on a trick play on a fumble ruski my grandpa was my coach and he loved running statue of liberty trick play fumble ruski all that shit um but anyways like i said it was it, it's when you carry yourself a certain way throughout the day my escape with whether or not i was angry at my mom i was angry at what was going on in my life at the time or i was angry that i was just fucking annoyed by people my escape was football I took my anger out on football. That's how I got better. Because even though I was this gangly, long, giraffe, sprinting, clown shoed kind of guy, I was still, like, I was a 6'8 fullback at Notre Dame. Like, Jesus. Kyle Rudolph is, who is still playing in the league, great all-star, all-pro, tight end. <clears throat> we came in the same year to Notre Dame, uh, University of Notre Dame. I earned my spot. He was number one tight end. A couple guys got hurt. Actually, no. Yeah, one guy got hurt. I got up in the ranks. I was a second string tight end and I was a fullback. 6'8 dude, not supposed to be a fullback, but I had this screw loose that people didn't know because crazy. Yeah, I was a little yeah. crazy. Like Joe is the happy go lucky guy, but I also earned to respect my freshman year that like I'm still the guy that will knock off a linebacker's helmet mm. with a little running start. But you know, it was a little different than on the line blocking when it came down to actually blocking 300 pound men from a standing from a, a stagnant position. That's a little more difficult. But yeah. I've had some momentum. I was going to be that crazy white dude that didn't care about his body and threw my head in front of someone. Mm. But yeah, but that that was the balance. What was it like then? I mean, for you to have this sort of release, I would call it, this place where you like finally felt like you could take everything out. You did it so much so that you literally made it your entire life. Mm-hmm. It was like, I need this. Es- I don't know if it was like, I need this escape so much that I'm just going to do this as fucking much as I can. Or, you know, I'm really good. I want to go to the NFL like every young boy wants to go do at some point, I'm sure. 
what does it become then when your whole life is this escape and you there's not a lot of room to balance and you're fucking 22 and you're trying to figure who the fuck you are out you got cameras in your face and oh Fourier scored three touchdowns in a game what does this mean you know yeah. that kind of like what is balancing that how do you how do you find yourself in those moments okay. I, I didn't I didn't does anybody ah I, I mean kudos to them if they do um, that takes a lot of maturity a lot of extreme intelligence and wherewithal. I mean, I didn't have that. I was too selfish and had a lot of money and was spending it. Excuse me. No worries. Um, that wasn't my that wasn't my focus. My focus was have fun and ball out. You know? There was no finding myself, universe, my I, I lost touch with my family and friends. I, I don't want to say I was that guy, but I was becoming. Yeah, I was on the road. I, I was making some bad decisions, and I didn't care who was in my wake. Granted, I still kept in touch. I was still, you know, reaching out, but I was different, and I wasn't trying to find myself. That's why now, after football's done, yeah, where is that balance? I mean, I'm still smiling around town, but where's my what is release? It like, that, that moment you you wake up and it's done this thing you've done your entire life, this thing you worked so hard for, that you got to the literally fucking top of the mountain. Yeah. Pinnacle. You know? Pinnacle. Like, you've had a touch, you've had a fucking pass thrown to you by Tom Brady. Yeah. Like, yeah. no one I fucking know has that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's the best quarterback of all time. Yeah. You know, and... and he knows my first name. That's, it's <laughs> like, dude, one of my friends who I know is listening right now is fucking losing his shit. <laughs> like, out of anger. But it's like, you know, back to my earlier point where I was like, God damn, how lucky am I to even live what I'm doing right now for a minute? Because mm. so many people fucking wake up and slug themselves to a job that they fucking hate and they treat everyone like shit because they fucking hate themselves. They hate their job. Mm. They hate that they couldn't do what they wanted to do. Yeah. And fuck you for smiling, you tall motherfucker. Right. You had yeah. it easy. You're yeah. tall, you piece yeah. of shit. It's, that's what I say. It was envy. Yeah, and a exactly. little bit of hint in it, envy. You know, it's, it's my first job out of college. Um, when I was acting in Chicago, I was uh, working at Starbucks. It was the 4 a.m. shift. 4 a.m. to... Oh, God. Yeah, it was Ugh. brutal. Um, fun fact, though. George Lucas used to get coffee at that time. Ah. Yeah, so some, some conversations with George, George Lucas. Yeah. George? Really, like, he would come in all the time. See, you're first name based... I'm first name based with a Tom. Your first name. Yeah, but he calls me James, which is like... Wait, you don't like James? I thought... James, you'd prefer Jamie. Friends call me Jamie. Mm -hmm. So it's like like James... You wanted him to be your friend so bad. (laughs) People are like, James, hi. I was like, it's Jamie, George. Yeah, yeah, we're friends, George. George. Come Come on, on, man. Come on, GL. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, like, that was one of the cool... But it was interesting because I was really happy... I mean, I was, like, young. I didn't really need to make a ton of money. I was on TV doing shit. I was, you know, it was cool stuff. And and I saw so many people who were up at 5 and 6 going to do the job they hated. And God forbid, you know, like, their coffee doesn't come in right on time or something like that. And it's, like, yeah. at some like, the amount of times I had to say, like, dude, it's just coffee. I'll remake it. Yeah. And then they're like, well, now I'm, and it's, like, like now I'm, no, I'm 90 seconds late. Yeah. And it's, like, how, what's, what's happening, man? You know, but it, it's it's that pattern, and and one thing that I've been so afraid about. Holy French press! It's fucking intense, right? <laughs> okay. it's coffee, man. Yeah. Um, one thing that I am am terrified of, one thing that I'm like constantly working against, is losing this thing that I've worked incredibly hard to get to, that I've 
put in hours, literally like with no one watching, not wanting anyone to see me because it wasn't like necessarily the best look, but knowing it was going to get me there, fucking waking up at 2 a.m. to get to Starbucks and then Lululemon and now... You know, and it's like the masochist in me loves that shit. Yeah. That like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm the one who's gonna stay uh-huh. up all night and paint a mural so we can do this music video. But it's like now I'm so afraid of losing it, quote unquote, losing it. Not to say that you lost it, but what is that feeling when you, you know, you've been in the NFL for three years, you're known as one of the best tight ends in the league, and then it's gone. It's gone. <sighs> that's Sorry, a, no, no, that's no, that's a good question. It's good. It's good. It's good. I mean. Shoot, uh, <laughs> there's, mm, there's not, there wasn't one specific day I remember that when it was all over, but there was a time that I mean the time frame only it still it still lingers, but I don't know where exactly I'm going to start with this, but the NFL means not for long. That's what it actually stands for, and you know that. However, you've already played. A bulk of what since I was five to twenty three to twenty three, I've already played this long. Why can't I play ten more years? My body's the best it's ever been. I mean, I'm finally here. Why can't I play forever? But there's so many different variables. Injuries happen. Politics happen. Um, you getting undrafted happen. Like all these things happen. You know, I can think of all these excuses. But uh, when it came time to actually it finally being over, I can't pinpoint it the exact night, but. There was nights. I mean, I was in Arizona um, when I just went to the Arizona Cardinals and went to the Patriots. And I, after that, I was kind of done trying to figure out what I was going to do. I watched a lot of Netflix, a lot of wine, a lot of Zannies, a lot of whiskey, you know. And then I, I dragged that out and all the way until here. I mean, I did get in shape when I moved to New York, but then I tried to get back in the league. And then after that, this past December, it didn't happen again. So January and February and March were difficult again. I mean, I dragged it out until those those that column of, of six zeros got to one zero. Like that's 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 how bad it got. Because I wanted to use every resource I had to get back in there, and I didn't. Not not until now I realized that my focus should have been bigger. I should have been working on this podcast stuff, on my hosting abilities, on my reading a teleprompter abilities. All that stuff while I was chasing the NFL again. But I was so laser focused and so my eggs in one basket kind of guy that I didn't know I could do more than one at, at different times. That's why, you know, when I was playing that, that wasn't a thought. It was just football, hang out, football, hang out. Now I'm realizing now that I have to have a routine. Mm-hmm. I have to have a, a, a day where I'm like actually working. Like I have to map out my own days and that's still something I'm struggling with right now. Dude, it's fucking, I, I struggle with it every day. I'll wake up and be like, what am I doing today? Yeah, man. It's fine. And, and like, you got to just like kind of force it. You and know? That, but that's, that's, a, that's a, that's an obstacle you welcome when uh-huh. you, ex- when you want this lifestyle. If you don't want the man to tell you when to wake up, then fuck's sake, you got to tell yourself you when to, to wake up. Get the fuck up. And now <laughs> I'm getting up earlier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> getting yeah. up early to go work out. I'm like, yeah. God damn. This. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? And that almost replaces the, the vice, the addiction that to, to football, that I, that the outlet that I needed. Mm. So now that's kind of, kind of graduated to the weight room. And even though that's always been a part of my life, now it's even more so. I'm taking it more seriously because that's my way of you know getting a little angry and pushing some fucking iron. You know, I used to push some fucking people. Now it's pushing iron. So that's why I take my anger out. That's that's my now I realize that if I don't work out or if I don't get a little sweat in or something or if I don't get some iron pushed off my chest or off my back. 
I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> what personality? Going off of that, personality-wise, what's the biggest shift you've had to make in, in we'll say, coming into quote unquote the real world? You know what? I had to lose my sense of entitlement. Mm. I was in Detroit. I was the fucking man. I thought I was the man. I knew I was the man. I liked getting free shit. I liked being on TV. And I thought all I had to do was watch some TV and be able to talk about sports for the rest of my life. That's what I thought I was going to be. I actually thought I was going to be, be in the league for 10 years and making millions of dollars and never do anything ever again. Dude, I'm still on that dream. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but now, I mean, I think it was a blessing in disguise because I did have a plan. I did want to do stuff after football. I wanted to do stuff like this. I just, did, I just saw it starting differently. But I can't, I can't harp on that. I got to move forward. Mm. Move forward. Man, it's... I admire you in the sense... I admire you in a lot of ways, not to blow smoke, but in, Thanks, in the sense that, like... Granted... We all have our dark times. We've all sat down and rewatched the entire series of The Office, and um, you know have gone through that three or four that, times. That hit, that hit me hard. Dude, that, 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 every, that. dude, that is everyone's breakup show. That's everyone's <laughs> like lost my job show. Mm-hmm. Ah man, it's because it's you know why it's just so light and like funny. Yeah, and like makes you feel better. Yeah. And they're looking at you half the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Michael Scott, and, talk to me. But it, you know, it's it's. There's a lot of people I know. I, I was writing an article about this yesterday where people I know who are doing what they want to do are, are still unhappy because they're not doing it for the reason they want to be doing it. So, for example, I know like a lot of like directors of photography who are doing Hardee's commercials or you know uh, McDonald's. Or like, just like, let's take a, a shot of food sizzling on a griddle. And they're like, fuck this, man. I don't want to be doing this shit. Yeah. And it's like the, 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 the why, hint, hint to the name of the podcast, is, is not fucking there. And that's, you know, what I appreciate is like you, you've kind of cut through the bullshit a little bit. And you've gone into like, what, like, what do I want? To, like, what impact do I want to be having right now? Yeah. And I think that's important, man, because it's like there are, you know, like you could be a piece of shit person right now. <laughs> you know, honestly, you could. And... I was. I, I was. I kind of I, I was expecting you to be a dick when I first met you. You know what? You caught me on the up. Yeah. I'm, which I'm happy about because I'm all about first <laughs> impressions. Yeah. You caught me on the up, dude. If you would have met me a few months prior, it would have been... I would have I put on a show a little bit, put on a character, sadly. We all do it. We all do it. Yeah. We all do it. But that's why like, you got to have the right people in your life, too. Mm-hmm. And like, that's... Oh, God. That's so big, man. Because so I deep. tell you what, man. I was t- my Jordan year, after I made a little money... And I was balling, and I was going to Hollywood, spending cash. You get you get sucked into that. Mm-hmm. You really do. It's yeah. As much as you say, oh, I'm not gonna be Hollywood. I'm just like, well, I'm at this bar, this club with all these honeys drinking, drinking my drink, and I staying out till five a.m. to spend. Yeah, let's throw it away. Yeah. Yeah. Throw it a fucking away. I'm gonna get more. <laughs> I'm gonna leave <laughs> ten years. I'm gonna be in the league. Exactly. Exactly, um, but it doesn't end up. It doesn't always end up like that. So, what is what 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 is what would you say is your biggest mission shift in life? Then, coming from football, of which, like being a professional athlete, is a, it's it's a selfish thing in the sense where it kind of has to be. You have to be worried about who are you, hmm. how are you contributing to this team, because you're always replaceable. So it's interesting because even in the most team sports, it's always kind of a, a single athlete game. Yeah, where like you have to be worried about yourself. You know. Um, how has that shift worked for you coming out of the league and, and moving into this world of podcasting where like your broadcasting shit, literally your podcast is like, I just want to help people figure it out. Cause that's what I'm trying to do. So we might as well broadcast. Yeah. Right? 
what what has been this shift for you then and and where's your mental focus going now um you know for the next how old are you 28. 28. So you got fucking lifetime. You know? <laughs> I hope so. Um, my, 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 I, I've, I'm only, only going to do this metaphor my first time trying it out. I'll see if it works out. Mm-hmm. My entire life, I had one goal since I was five get to the NFL. Mm-hmm. But there were other goals along the line get to high school, get free college, get drafted. Whatever. I almost can. I almost call it like there's always a there was always a light. There was always that 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 mountain peak that I wanted to get to, which was the NFL. Even though I knew, I knew it was freaking twenty years down the line. Mm-hmm. I still knew that everything I did led up, leading up to that. Even at a young age, I'm like, okay, wait. Will this decision? Will this decision uh, have any have any uh, course of action towards my That's my so goal? Fucking rare. Though, yeah, dude. it's so big. So I I I, I kind of related to Thanos. Thanos. Mm. He had the Infinity Gauntlet, but he had to get each stone one at a time. Mm. And each stone got a little harder to get. Spoilers. Spoilers, sorry. <laughs> Everyone dies. No, <laughs> but uh, Yeah. <laughs> and uh, see, at the end, I got the gauntlet and I used it. But now I'm like, wait, what's my new gauntlet? And what are the stones I have to get to get to the top? And I'm still figuring it out. Like, I'm, I, like you, we talked about this before, how I kind of want to get into acting. Mm. That's, is that my gauntlet? Or is my gauntlet hosting shows? I still don't know that yet. It's a fucking trying. Right. Right. It's a gauntlet I want. Yeah. You know? So I need, I just, I'm still figuring that out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's going to take some time. But doing this, the podcast and other things like that, I think the branches that come from that will help me figure out what my purpose is. Because, I mean, right now, for the, my entire life, the reason, we keep talking about fighting. Because like we're big guys, and like feel like it's just assumed that we could throw it down. But I'm like 190 wet. <laughs> But I mean, I just for an example, like if I got drunk at a bar mm-hmm. or a club, I couldn't fight little dude who kept pushing me in the side or or spilled his drink on me or or was hitting on my girl, something like that, anything like ridiculous like that, because I knew the ramifications that would come from that because I was a football player or because I had the dreams of becoming a football player. Right now, what the fuck is keeping me from doing that? I mean, granted, I have a reputation, being you know, there's person. stuff like that. Being a person, right? I get that, but I'm saying like. What's the real, real nitty gritty platform and foundation of me not doing things and making decisions gotcha. for that goal? That's how I think. Oh, I'm like, so your fucking barriers have fallen down. Mm-hmm. Your bumpers, if we're bowling or something mm-hmm. like that, they're gone. They're gone. So now you're like, oh shit, what's keeping me in line? Right. Super interesting. Yeah. Because, at least for me, like, I've always had one goal, which is acting. And then I've, I discovered, let's say, a new gauntlet two years ago, which was producing. And then I was like, Holy shit, I'm good at this. Yeah. I fucking love this, you know? And so you did everything mm-hmm. leading up to that because you found that. The only reason I was producing is because I wanted to create this project that I could then act in. Which... Well, the creating the project to, for you to act in was your gauntlet. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it was... But it was so funny because on set, I mean, we were filming for 30 days. I had so much more fun on the production side than the... Like, when it was time for me to film, I filmed for one week. I was like... Mm. Yeah. You know, and it, it honestly like kind of broke my heart a little bit because it was like this thing that I had become identified with. I had won awards for. I had been on TV, been in movie, like this thing that was. You almost do something, and I'm sure you you did this with football too. But you you almost do something so much, and and it's all anyone ever talks to you about that you see it as your identity. Yes, yes, yes. And Joe, then when, how's football, Joe? Are you when are you getting? Oh, that was the hardest part. Sorry to interrupt no, you. No, but no, the, please. the hardest part about 
the after mm-hmm. was Joe. When are you go, trying to get back? Are you trying to get back? Are you trying to get back? Aren't you going back to the league? Are you going to get back in the league? Are you you got any tryouts? This and that. I'm like, yo, like, dude, I'm trying. I'm trying, <laughs> yo. Like, sorry, like, and even now, even though like all of them are Instagram, it shows that I'm done. Even though I'm still getting super buff, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done playing, and but I still get comments, or I still people on the street still ask me like. Are you still are you playing? Like when I was in Detroit a couple weeks ago for Memorial Day, I still got people asking me like, "Are you gonna come back and play?" I'm like, I mean, even though I know that I shouldn't be a dick to answer that, I'm like, oh, it hurts to answer because like, it stings. Yeah, it stings. Because at the at the at the end of the day, you don't fuck like you like. There's part of me like I can only speak for myself, hmm. but I have like my mom will say this like, "Where where are you with your acting?" And I'm like, "Speak, mom. I just produced Rick Ross's fucking music video. Can we take a minute and talk mm-hmm. about it? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yo, you know, but um." There's a part of me that feels like I failed. There's a part of me that still wants that, I think. And it hurts every time it gets brought up. Because I'm like, it, I, I almost consider it a thing like, not that I'll never go back, I think I will. But there's a part of me that's kind of like, well, you you were not wanted. That that world no longer wanted you. So you're you're unwelcome. It's kind of like... like You heard the podcast with Nate. Mm-hmm. When he... Uh, mirrored the relationship with football Dating, yeah. to the, the mar- like a marriage. Mm-hmm. How in the beginning it's you know you figuring it out and you're dating and in Pop Warner and you know you ask her to be your girlfriend in high school, then you put a ring on it in college, then you fall in love and you have you know you're about to have kids and you get married and then she's and then when you're playing you get hurt. She wants to break up with you. Yeah, you're like, and but f- I, I just I love you and I, but I love you so much and then she's like, but there's someone more attractive and, mm. and younger and cheaper dates. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, but, uh, I mean, at least for with acting too, this is becoming like the Jamie McKinney therapy hour. I apologize. No, I like it. But it's like, Help it, me. It, at least with <laughs> acting for me, it was like, it, I've, I've spent, you know, I've been doing it since I was a kid. This is the only thing I ever loved and I'm fucking good at it. But you, you can that. fall, you can fall back on it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a fallback. And again, I, I have this new, mistress we'll call it that yeah. I'm like about you know yeah. what I mean um, and that can and that right there this mistress oddly enough it's a weird analogy but this mistress will help you love yeah. the acting and the other actual your actual <laughs> wife but which is acting yeah more it's, you don't you think it's been uh, maybe you know there's uh, cause you're gonna cause this the production and behind the scenes and you told me come on I'm gonna tell everybody what you told me when I was asking you about acting you're talking about certain angles, certain lenses, and how your facial expressions are different from different depths and different lengths. Come on, you don't think I listen, James? <laughs> Jamie, come on, I listen. And like that right there is what you're learning will only make you a better actor in the world. It has to. Well, it's it's dude, it's a fucking symphony, you know. But it's it's man, I'll tell you, for me at least, the biggest part of this transition, I'm I'm the happiest I've been in my career, and I'm fucking so grateful for that. The transition has been, if nothing less, if nothing more, a identity crisis in a way, yeah. and it's forced me to wink, wink, figure it out. Yeah. In terms of who am I, you know, and and back to your point of like, I've always had this goal, and I'm like, all right, how does this decision affect this goal? And when you lose sight of that goal, it becomes like, oh, what what kind of person do I want to be, you know? And then your ego comes in. It's like I want people to think I'm 
a baller. I want people to think I'm dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is me hanging out with Joe Fourier. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not my friend Joe, my you know, but oh, Big yeah. Joe. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, that's a good good find of distinction right there. Like the there's people, so many people. So many people do that. You and I have talked about a few. I'm gonna save this picture for the celebrity when it's his birthday. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> great catching up with Joe. Yeah. So good to talk to you, man. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Like, it's funny because we all know what's happening. You're not fooling anyone. Mm-mm. And I, like, again, you and I have talked about a few people that we both know that do that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, come oh, to my it, birthday. Oh my god. Oh god. You know? <laughs> like, New York, shit. it runs rampant. It, it's it's all about. I'm so lucky that my friends will check my ego anytime I it rears its head at all, yeah. which we all have, you know. But it's it. It literally just doesn't serve you in any fucking way Mm-mm. because it makes it. It's that thing that we want to feel important. We want to feel, even when it comes out like, oh, where were we last week? Oh, we went to Vale. Mm. It's like it's the entitlement I was talking about earlier mm-hmm. too. It's just, it's just. Uh. But it's like, don't you think we reward that in our in our world? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've noticed that when I've had these meetings with various, I've had certain meetings with various studio heads like MGM, Fox, Fox Sports. Uh, stuff like that and I, we've sat down talked we've gotten candid which were the good interviews mm-hmm. meetings and they've talked about these social media people the these youtubers and these quote-unquote personalities or influencers that are like have millions of followers or have so-and-so a hundred thousand of followers and they get these meetings with they finally get these meetings with the big studio heads like the ones i'm getting and they are wet blankets yeah you know they they're they're great in a room with a camera and some of that some of that good lighting that they that they got for free on 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 Instagram, talking to a camera. But when it comes to interacting, bringing people yeah. in, hosting, showing personality, and showing you know the improv and stuff like that, like the no, they're not they can't do it. So yeah, we glorify it, I think. But I think the ones that really do make it. The, are the ones that actually work hard, are disciplined, like the guys are like The Rock, and they show. And like, I feel Dude, like the ones I'm that are so ready for Dwayne Johnson 2020. So am I. Dude, I would vote for him in 1, a second. 1000%. 1000 percent. All right. I think he might push. I think he might want to be a movie star a little longer, and then push like 2024. Go for it. But I want legislature that you got to get up early in the morning and work. Have right. Seen, have you seen his gym that he carries? That, that he brings with him. You Dude, mean? It's so baller. God. Who we're over here just bringing gym bags to the gym. Yeah. He's bringing the entire fucking gym. I love it, man. What? And he has yet to make a good movie, and that's the best part. About wait, it wait. What do you? What's? <laughs> he's making the same movies. That's what he's that's, doing. And none have of them you, are good. Have you seen the Instagram where it's like, uh, uh, The Rock in like some sort of safari and outfit, and it's like from the Rampage movie from the that's jump, amazing. From, and they're all like the same outfit because, it's like these are the, the three different movies um, there's a really really good book I recommend called Save the Cat uh-huh. um, anyone who's listening right now who's a writer is telling me to go fuck myself but it's a book about screenwriting um, and it basically it like takes like take all the bullshit away it's like this is every principle that you ever could need for a uh uh, a script yeah. and it kind of sucks when you learn how scripts are made in TV shows and stuff like that because then you know exactly like everything becomes predictable because you know the the system that has to you know uh, oh you know like what the ending is going to be in the first act because you saw, yeah, you, like, you okay, know what well, you know what the happened, foreshadowing was that's this and that's gonna okay so now we're at the midpoint which means the low point is going to be happier because you know like uh, I've noticed that when I took my film class at UCLA mm-hmm. my first time and he, uh, what's it called he the, the professor is like why don't you guys tell me a movie that I haven't seen before? And I'll, I'll tell you, I know that I know the ending or something like that. And he like, we did some tests and 
he hadn't seen any of the movies, but we told him like the first part of it. And he's like, he told us the ending. Yeah. Strictly from just a you know a two minute description of the is movie. An equation. Yeah. And it's it's you have to have A, B, C, and D. And how creative can you get with all of these? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and they have to connect, right? Kind of. Well, it's of. like this happens, therefore this happens. Right. But this happens, therefore this happens. Got it. You know, have you seen Deadpool 2 yet? Yes, of course. All right, so fucking great movie. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, you know, they, there's always a low point in every movie, right? Now, Ryan Reynolds comes in during what's called the midpoint and says, in every movie, there's a low point. It's actually not the low point. Low oh. point's when he's dying, right? But it's actually a happy thing because if your midpoint's sad, which is like when they're in the prison and the kids get yeah. taken, your low point has to be happy. Even though he's dying, he wants to be dying because he wants to get to the girl. Uh-huh. So it's like a happy midpoint. So right then, I was like, okay, well, and in the beginning of the movie, he says, I die in this one too. But you're like, okay, well, I know he's going to die and he's going to be finally happy. But how do they twist it on the head? Right. Oh no! You have to go back. It's just not time yet. Mm. And he's like, "What the fuck?" You know, that's like, it's crazy. No, I know you're right. Like people get so mad at me watching like Game of Thrones or shit because I'd be like, "Well, this is gonna happen." (laughs) (laughs) They're like, "Fuck, dude!" I know I'm not watching the final season with you. What do you watch? What show? What are you into? What do I watch? What do I watch? I watch Westworld right now. Is it good season two? Yeah, I like it. My buddy Tate was in that. Yeah, is he really? Yeah, the guy who makes his coffee. Oh, French press. Then I'm downing. I am. Wired. Yeah. Uh, Westworld. Um, I used to love New Girl. It, now that is since done. Season one through three was great. Amazing. Terry. Actually, I didn't like season one. Hold on, Terry. <laughs> That's a foreshadowing of later today. Yeah. Who are we having on? Uh, Andy Andy Stinsler. He's the CEO of Rumble. How did he meet Bieber? This better be question. Bieber's an one. investor. I know. Bieber's an investor for. Uh, did Rumble. he know Bieber? I think, well, you know Eugene Rem is the one of the partners. Of, I did not know that. Uh, Eugene Rem owns Catch LA in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a restauranteer guy, you know, kind of that kind of management, kind of entertainment management. Mm. So he's met got all types along the I way. And I am yeah. dangerously impressed with Justin Bieber. How so? Someone gave him $100 million at like 18. And he's he's... He's made some mistakes, but he's held it together pretty fucking You know what? Well. I've always been in his corner, too. That's when everyone's saying. talking shit about him yeah. crashing Lambos and stuff, I'm like, listen, like, if I had that much money... Dude, I'd be dead. Yeah. Yeah. I'd right? be dead. So, I mean, you would find me on a fucking Scarface-sized mountain of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely dead. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it reminds me of the guy who won the lotto and went to Mexico and got a bunch of hookers and blow and, like, he died for, like, 10 minutes and came back to life. It's amazing. Like that. But, yeah, man. I mean, like, I feel like, oddly enough, I feel like... Throughout, when we grew up, the generations of childhood actors like the Macaulay Culkins and the, uh, who's the guy that died in Stand By Me? Walking Phoenix's brother. Um, River Phoenix. Is that his name? Yeah. 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 But anyways, the childhood actors, they always end up shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like guys like Keenan LeBron. Thompson's kept it together. Which one's that? Keenan Thompson. Oh, Keenan Thompson. Uh, all that. Yeah. yeah all that. He was in Mighty Ducks, which yeah. is the pinnacle of his career. I feel like the sketch comedy kept him sane. Maybe. I don't know. Theoretically. Theoretically. I'm sorry. Yeah, Ron no, no, Howard also kept it together. Ron Howard? Yeah. yeah from, but from, exceptions uh, to the rule, for sure. There are, those are exceptions to the rule. Yeah. Just like there's a couple good uh, sons from great men. Just a couple. 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 Just a few. Just a few exceptions. Just a few. I forgot what I was going to say. It was, uh, oh, like LeBron, I mean, we're he's been always at the top of the conversation, especially now during the finals. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he got a lot of responsibility and a lot of money, but he's been pretty much staying out of the I'm saying yeah kept so, it together kept it together God and for, in this world of social media too yeah like dude i've already like already on a story today someone's like eh, i recommend you take this down and i'm like oh, okay well you know what good call i will but imagine if you have a hundred million followers right you right know? and it's like if you want to buy a gold bugatti 
Go fucking buy it. Do if it. You can afford it. Do it. I would do it. Yeah. People love to hate Joe. God. They, oh my God. I. I've come across that more now, like the petty cattiness and just like people that are evil and like will do anything to to go out of their way to make you feel bad and put bring you down with them. What do you think it comes from? Insecurities. Um, and also in a sense of entitlement where they're like, oh, I should be better than them. So I will bring them down. I came across that just so just kind of recently. I'll kind of scale through this, but I went to Vit to LA for some meetings and I met with a lady friend of mine, very pretty girl, good friend of mine, has a boyfriend, I have a girlfriend, she knows that, they're friends. But we had lunch because I got her a membership, I helped her get her membership at Soho in West Hollywood, mm. Soho House. She offered to buy me lunch in between meetings, great. I have, I have like two or three hours before my complex meeting, let's do this. Yeah. We had lunch, I t- I, we talk about everything under the sun, we take a little tour of the place and then I leave, I go to my meeting. Two days later, I get a, a phone call from my, my girlfriend, upset. I'm like, what's wrong? Some guy who was sitting next to me went out of his way to DM a... Total stranger. Total stranger. I have no idea who he is. Still don't know. I've wanted to get his name. I have. I can, I can get his name, but I feel like I'll do something bad with it. So nevertheless, yeah, I'm starting. I'm stopping before it starts. But nevertheless, this guy's. You gotta hear this. He, this guy goes out of his way to DM a mutual friend of Erica, who know who who he knows full well that will reach out to Erica because they're close. This whole story about how obnoxious I am, how loud I was. He, that that's true. Uh, how he couldn't hear himself reading uh, his book at lunch. That's also probably true. But. How I was talking about how Eric, my girlfriend Erica, is you know kicking ass at Rumble, but I can't wait to leave her. Like, but I did say she's kicking ass at Rumble, but he's he was weaving in his own lies in my truths. Then he was saying how I ordered five drinks, she ordered five drinks, and we got hammered in the middle of the day. And I'm like, okay, wait, no, I was I had water and meatballs, and I was only there for 35 minutes. How could I get that, get so drunk so quickly? But no, why would I get drunk before my meeting? And then after that. He tells this story about how me and my girlfriend, my lady friend, went to the photo booth and made out. I'm like, okay, I just made out a, a WeHo Soho in front of everybody in the photo booth. And the guy, which the which was my girl's friend, was like, that sounds kind of weird. How did you see him and make, see him go to the photo booth and make out when you were sitting next to him yeah. at lunch? Wait, so did your girlfriend call you like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, she's like, what the fuck? This? She, I, I don't blame her because in the past. I've never really had honesty on my side, but more recently in the past, yeah, right. And she knows this, like we were together. She knows my truths. And, but this time around, which is like, you know, I don't do that stuff anymore. So I'm like, I didn't know how to act. Mm. So I almost acted, I acted in a bad way. Yeah. I was like, like, wait, I I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. So we got past it, uh, eventually, but I, I was like, listen, let me just put it. I put it to her this way. I'm like, listen, I was in between meetings with my friend who, you know, who, who also is your friend. We, I got water and meatballs, no drink. Why would I get drunk and show up hammered to my meeting with Complex with lip gloss on my face? Like, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. So this guy went out of his way to be evil. Yeah, like, what the, like and what is that guy getting out of it? Like I said, I looked Alex in my... dumps you. She's like, fuck. Yeah. I'm done. Erica. You know? Erica, I'm yeah. sorry. Okay. She's like, I'm done. I'm fucking done, Joe. Like, Alex was know. the girl I talked to you about off the mic. Just kidding. <laughs> um... No, he had no ulterior motive. That's what I'm saying. He had no, no, like I don't know. This guy was gay or straight. Doesn't matter. Like he had no. Like, he wasn't trying to get to Erica. He, but no, he was he trying just to. He wanted you to fucking fall. Yes. For whatever reason. He wanted to put Maybe me he down. Maybe he was a Lions fan. 
Right. You know, you know? Who knows? But it's like what, he was being you, evil. Like that was that that was evil. Unhappy. Like incarnate, un, unhappy person. You could you could tell from his like first few messages when he said, "Oh, he was reading his book." I was reading my book and I couldn't hear myself reading the book because he was so loud. I'm like, right from there, you so should know that guy's unhappy. That's so fucked. So yeah. he was mutual that was only, This was only a couple weeks ago. So he was a friend of a friend of Erica's. Friend of a friend of... Yes, Erica. Only one degree of separation. That's fucking... That's so fucked up. Yeah. So people do that shit, though. And people that's that. the kind of stuff that, like... Man, like, I'm like you in that. Like, I, I will... I'll harp on that. I'll think about it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, I don't want to know his name because mm-hmm. I might, I might no. do something. Yeah, dude. Oh my God. I got, I have his profile picture and I have since, uh, can find out his name. But like you said, if we, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to remove it. Cause if not, it just, it'll be occupying my brain where there's only so much room in here anyway. So <laughs> I just there's don't want so to give him that satisfaction space. to, Cause I feel like he'll uh, he'll he'll like that that I came to him. I'll feel like he'll he'll that's what he wants. He'll feed off that. That's what he wants. You know, I listen to a lot of podcasts too, like Joe Rogan, for example. And that's he's like, Rogan. I have guys that come up to me in restaurants and be like, Hey man, can I take a picture? And he'll be like, Yeah, can you give me like twenty minutes? Because I'm eating with my daughters here. And they'd be like, Won't even take a picture. And it's like, What the fuck do you want from me? Like yeah. I, I, you know, and yeah. it's it's. You know, like the the beginning of The Godfather. Have you seen The Godfather? It's been a while. I've seen all of them. The beginning of The Godfather when he's like, I'm sorry, I had to watch the third one because it's terrible. <laughs> beginning of The Godfather when he's like, the guy comes to him and he's like, you say we're friends, but like, when was the last time you invited me over for coffee? Mm. We're not friends. Mm. You're asking a favor because you need me, right? You know, and it's like, keep those like. That's why you never burn bridges. Never. Never burn I bridges. Burned, I'm burning too mm. many. <laughs> <laughs> you could have lit when I moved here from Chicago. You could have fucking lit the runway with the bridges. That How I old were like, you when you moved here? Because it seems, it seems like you were at a different place back then. This was three years ago. It's 23. I was not a good person. Mm. I was a cool... Like, I feel I, like 23 I, I is nice. a very selfish year. Like a, that Jordan year. cheating on girls. Yep. I was... Uh, you know those times you look at yourself, you're like, I'm just not proud of that. You know? It was... That was that time. I lost like... Every, like, like that was also the moment where you kind of find out like, oh, these aren't my real friends. Because all of a sudden, no, you know, no one's like, yo, are you good? Like, you know, you're going through a hard time. It's, it's it's the same as, you know, I've noticed that with, you know, my friendships from the NFL. Granted, there's always going to be a bond between an NFL player and NFL player. But there were some friendships that I had that mm. have since dwindled a little bit. Uh, sorry, I hit the mic. Uh, they've dwindled a little bit. But at the same rate, I also had to realize that I didn't nurture those friendships either. Mm. During my selfish time in Arizona yeah. and moving here. Only recently, I've started to reach out more. I always reached out when things were good. Mm. Things were good. I'm about to blow up your phone. I'm FaceTiming you. What is up? Look how look how things are going well with me. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. How are you? I want to put my happiness upon you because I want my Sometimes friend to be happy. Sometimes you genuinely think, too. Right. Like, oh, I want to know. How are you? Yeah. You know? But yeah. it, it is. It always comes back. Right. You know? And when I... When, but now, there was... More recently... I've realized that their friendships are the, the texts are less, the, the, the reaching outs less because I didn't nurture those either. But it's it's a two way street. But 100%. you realize at a certain age when it's not convenient to go to your next dorm next dorm next to you and knock on your friend's door to hang out. You know you're not in the same city with your best friends anymore to nurture your friendships. You know with a simple FaceTime, this or or a simple text or a simple. Something. I like that you're about to FaceTime. I you're love the only FaceTime. Person I know that's about to FaceTime. Yeah, I, li- I like it. I like it because it's it's like it's kind of like me. It's me how I talk to people. It's like I want to look at your face. I want to talk to you right now, and that's it. 
Like I that's, think we're going back there. I think we're going to like too much technology. I think it's a little overwhelmed. Yeah. We gotta get the fuck out of here. But I have to know. Cavs or Warriors? It's two zero right now, right? Two zero. And it's uh, uh, Warriors. Warriors. Yeah. I want to say that because I'm from California. Mm-hmm. Granted, Southern California, like, grew up a Lakers fan, and, but I'm a bandwagon bandwagon Lakers 100%. fan, hundred percent. So I'm gonna root for California. Okay. I love I love the the Warriors, but I know that Vegas won't let it happen, and that they're gonna make the whole thing yeah. go seven games. Let's be real. There's there's inner workings behind the scenes. This shit is not straight up. It can't be. There's there's too many weird things going on with the refs and the this and it always goes to game seven. I hope I get proved wrong and I hope it do, it goes less than seven. But I know for a fact that the gun to my head, I'm betting that that goes to game seven. I the but best, I'm, I'm going Warriors. Warriors. Best quote I've heard about it is: Look, LeBron James is hands down best best player in the NBA. Unreal. He's unreal. Maybe of all time. I think you got to factor into that like what people do for the sport. So for that reason, it's like Babe Ruth is not the best baseball baseball player of all time, and he did more for the sport than anyone else. Mm. So he is the best baseball player of right. all time, right? So you got to give LeBron James top two players of all time, right? They said if LeBron James can get his shit together and his team can get together, Warriors will win in five. We can't or can? they? The Warriors. Yeah. If LeBron and the Cavs can get their shit together, yeah. the Warriors will win in five. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. But I don't know, man. Curry's fucking good right now. God, Curry's on fire. Flurry on the other fucking on the ice right now is falling apart. I, I have not been watching the past. Are you two a games. hockey I, guy? I love hockey. Yeah. Ever since I'm, I didn't like it my entire life. I didn't not like it. I just didn't watch it. Yeah, was, I'm saying both. It wasn't until I got, I went to the Detroit, fell in love hockey with town. the Red Wings, and whenever I came home, I watched the Ducks and the Kings. I loved it. However, the past two games I've been traveling, so I haven't been watching. Dude, the past I never week. watched hockey. Then my old roommate got me really into it. Yeah, and then where were they from? Uh, he's from here. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hockey's future. Yeah, and he got me, like, fucking deep into it. And yeah. I, yeah. So, dude, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, man. This is a pleasure. Let's go to yours. Let's go to, let's go to figure it out after the why. After the why. Find your why and then go figure it figure out. Figure it out. <laughs> Done.